Welcome, everyone, to That Kind of Nerds Podcast, a weekly show that tells you what is going on in the nerdy world. I am CJ Mellon, joined by Josh Burns and Brian Thornton. What up? I got my skin suit on. Let's do this. <laughs> Did you put I the Hulu in say, the basket? It puts the Hulu in the basket. From The Hulu is in the basket. <laughs> oh, God. So good. I got like three text messages because of oh, that, by the way. It was so good. I'm, I'm editing... I'm editing the show because I, I have the show on Sunday night right before it comes out. Everyone's asleep in my house. Brian just starts yelling and puts the Hulu in the basket. And I audibly go, ah! and, and, and clearly wake up my wife. And just want to say thank you for, for the laugh, but also goddamn you for the, the five minutes where I had to get yelled at for waking oh, up my wife. so good. But you know what, though? I do. Wanna, How dare you not hold in your joy, CJ? <laughs> I do want to start with a little bit of follow-up from last week's episode. Uh, Brian, this one. Really? That's a little follow-up sound? Oh, I was just goofing off. Okay. Whatever you want to <laughs> That's do. That's how they all started. They I, wasn't, all started I, wasn't, I wasn't doing anything in particular. So, Brian, last week we talked about uh, the trailer with Nicolas Cage for the movie Mom and Dad. To oh, I get to talk about this? you replied after the, the <laughs> show, hey, guys, just so you know, it's I'm already it. available on, on demand. I'm doing it. It's like $7. I'm doing it. Um, I, I need to hear... And spoiler alert, and rightfully so, just don't watch this movie. Brian watched this movie, so you didn't have to. Tell me about Mom and Dad. I did watch this movie so that you don't have to. I have saved you all an hour and 28 minutes of your life. You are welcome. If you would like to see Nick, Nick Cage and his Nick Caginess, this is a great movie for you. Other than that, it is no good. <laughs> um, you know what I didn't realize until I was watching this movie? Uh, it is by the same writer and director as Crank. And as I watched this, it made a lot of sense because the, the the film. Well, didn't you say it was like crank last week? Like before you even? The, no, no, no. I, I I texted you that while I was watching it because the filmmaking oh, okay. style's very jumpy, very sudden. There's there's like there's no filmmaking style. It's really kind of all over the place. My favorite scene in the trailer with him singing the hokey pokey wasn't even while he was trying to murder the kids, which was really disappointing. What, what was he doing? He was having a fight with his wife and destroying a pool table. Uh, that's all he was doing. That's bullshit. I know. Why would you sing the hokey pokey while having a fight with your wife? That's not I what it's know. all about. That, that is an acting choice made by Sir Nicholas Cage. And man, he, he made some choices in this movie. You know, if um, it's like instead of doing this movie, he could have eaten a peach for hours. <laughs> he he could have. I, I do he have really a question. Should have on, eaten on a, a peach. scale, uh, on Nick Cage scales, right? National Treasure being really subdued, Nick Cage, to Vampire's Kiss being, whoa, calm the fuck down. Where do you put this on the spectrum? Oh. Uh, and it's not, it's not Vampire's Kiss. What would be the movie one level down of Vampire's Kiss? Uh, leaving Las Vegas? No, Ghost no, Rider. No, 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 no. Ghost Rider. Yes, Ghost Rider 2. Ghost Rider he, Spirit of Vengeance. He won an Academy yes. Award for leaving Las Vegas. I, I would that. I would put this at Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance level of caginess. Um, or the scene in Matchstick Men where, he, where he's screaming about pissing blood. Pissing blood. Was, so good. <laughs> so good. I like Nick Cage. I really do. Um, this movie... I, I can't I can't even grade it like literally I can't even like actually critique this movie because I'll tear it apart because none of it makes sense. The story doesn't make sense. The circumstances as to what's going on is never explained. Here's here's my question. Um, they were on the outskirts of the uh the Kingsman. What what's what's his name? The Sam Jackson uh experiment. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. They were just near well, that church. There, there is, there is a, um, there is a scene where someone speculates that someone has released a terror weapon that turns the primal instinct for a uh, parent to protect their young and flips it so that you now want to kill your young. I mean, and that's really all the explanation you get. And that's fine. I mean, honestly, this movie doesn't need explanation. That's what CJ's. That's what CJ's MK Ultra training taught him to begin with. Absolutely. Yeah. There you go. Here's my question. I figure that there was trying to be a little twist into this movie. There's the the part where they're trying to murder their kids, and then they hear the doorbell and be like, "Oh God, it's your mom and dad." Oh yeah, they're coming today. Were the mom and dad? Were the grandparents oh, trying today. to kill the the parents? Did that? Yeah, happen? yeah. The okay, moment good. they walk in, they try to kill the parents, Beautiful. and that's how the kids, the kids, the grandkids. That's how they live. They, that's how they live because right. then they're too busy fighting each other. Nicholas Cage. Oh, and here's here's uh here's uh, another oh. Oh, why can't I remember his name? I just watched this movie. Um, here's another little tidbit as far as 
some of the the stars of this movie. The person who plays Nick Cage's father is Lance Henriksen. I like Lance Henriksen. Oh yeah, everybody does not anymore, but everybody does now. Um, from like you know Alien and stuff. But my point is, so while Nick Cage is trying, like while Lance Henriksen is trying to kill Nick Cage, Nick Cage like backhands him and then tries to go after the kids, and then the kids run away. And meanwhile, Selma Blair is just standing in the kitchen with the mom. And so the mom tries to attack Nick Cage because you're only compelled to kill your children. Right. Not anybody else's children. Makes sense. So Selma Blair to defend Nick Cage kills the mom. The whole thing is just kind of crazy. This sounds exactly like I thought it would. At once, it, there is actually a very uh, several scenes where, uh, so Nick Cage gets a, uh, they try to get into this basement and the door explodes because the, the kids, you know, Home rig it to explode. Yeah. Um, he flies back into a wall and like then for the entire movie after that, he's got like burn marks on his face and Fruit Loops are like embedded in his face, which I thought was amazing. <laughs> Best film choice of the of the movie. There's some makeup artist going, you know what would be great? I could do, yeah, like, Fruit Loops, Fruit Loops in Because he didn't even fall in the kitchen. That's what I'm trying to, like, it makes no sense. It's great. Um, but, yeah, and then there's, like, there's no closure. The, the movie doesn't really end. The kids tie the parents. And the entire time you're like, if you just leave the house, no one else will want to kill you. The only two people who want to kill you are your parents. Just get away from them. And they don't because they're stupid. And the boyfriend is like, he gets tossed around like six times and he's fine. He falls off a second floor balcony and is Again, fine. Again, you said directed by the guy who did Crank, so that explains it all. I don't think – so here, here's what I've learned. The guy who directed Crank, I don't think he understands physics, <laughs> um, relationships, uh-huh. nor do I believe he has children. So could he just be a robot? Um, he could be a robot. But, like, even, like, they, they show, like, flashback scenes of, like, oh, hey, remember when we were a happy family? Like, they keep on kind of going back to that. And, like, the scenes that they're showing is, like, the kid left something dead in Nick Cage's favorite car. He gets really angry. And then they're, like, sitting on the curb. And he's, like, talking about, oh, you know, I can't fucking believe you did that. Like, you know, because you, you speak to your nine-year-old like that. Absolutely. <laughs> and, um, right. and then literally says to the kid... And, like, it's supposed to be this nice moment. I think he's like, if you ever do anything like that again, I'll fucking kill you. And you're like, this is supposed my, to be the my happy dad never moment? said that. This to is supposed me. to be the warm, like, oh, we were it's supposed to be the warm, yeah, like, about right. moment between the father and son. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I want to take this, the, the, the man, I, I want to ask him what his father did to him. <laughs> but then, like, the movie ends. It just ends. That's right. And the, the kids have them tied up in the basement. And that's it. And you know what? Here, here's the best line. Best line in the movie is where, how the movie ends. Is they're tied up and they don't know whether they're okay or not. So they're not going to let them out. And Selma Blair's like, oh, honey, we're okay. We're fine. And they're like, no, you, we can't trust you. And Selma Blair goes, oh, honey, you know, you know we love you. And then Nick Cage goes, but sometimes <laughs> we want to kill you. <laughs> this movie sounds like exactly what I thought it would be. It sounds like it is just the obscure first draft of a movie that someone's like, yeah, I'll make this. I'll make this. That's no problem. Uh, and it is Nick Cage just paying for his period, uh, pyramid mausoleum that uh, he owes a lot of money on. So it makes sense. Nick Cage is fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so listen, Brian wants mom and dad, so you don't have to. Don't do it. I mean, unless you're that guy who liked Wicker Man, and then sure, I'm sure you and Dave, you know, James this Franco is like, the people. This is do. like Crank meets Wicker Man. If you liked both of those, this is the movie for you. <laughs> well, since Plus we're, Selma Player's still attractive, so yeah. Well, since we're still talking about the world of movies, let's go ahead and take a deeper dive into that. It's a segment that we call Screen to Screen. Uh, I want to start off with a, a few trailers uh, that, that came out because I think they're uh, pretty darn good. Uh, the people that I was hanging out at work with were, were talking about it all week. Uh, the first one is a Netflix uh, original movie, and it's called When We First Met. Uh, and it's, star- it's starring um, workaholics Adam Devine. Devine? Devine? Yeah, Devine. 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 Adam Devine. And, uh, Devine. Devine? Devine. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's starting the workaholics, Adam DeVito. Now I'm just unconfident in the yeah, Where he uses a, uh, a magic photo booth to go back in time and to try to win over the girl that he got friend zoned with. Did you guys see the, the trailer? I'm curious what you guys thought about it. Hell yeah. It looks awesome. And it's got Alexandra Daddario. That doesn't mean anything. She was also in Baywatch. Uh, and the movie comes out February 9th, so you know if you're getting ready for you know Netflix and chill, it's a little bit of a romantic comedy. What do you guys think though about the, the 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 premise of this? Is this is this funny enough? I mean, do you think it's actually going to have any heart? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's it's Groundhog Day in like a he's trying to fix this one moment in time. It's cool. When we had talked though about uh, like movie cliches that we think should should be you know over with. One of them was the you know boyfriend in a relationship ends up to be a douchebag, and that's the reason why the protagonist has to break him up. And I'm seeing that that I mean, is that going to be the the case in this movie that the guy that she's going to get married to is he ends up being the dick? And I don't think he's it like, has I anything. I could treat you better. I don't, I don't think. But I I but I distinctly remember you guys saying that was a good thing and cited Bradley Cooper from Wedding Crash, saying that it, that it works well. I don't think that's necessarily at play, at least not not from what I'm seeing. The, the dude seems to be a, a decent dude. The The problem in the movie isn't, like, the fiancé. It's Adam Devine. Like, he's – he made a bad choice. All right. He wants to see if it could turn out differently. Brian, you've been quiet about the movie. What do you think uh, about the trailer and, and uh, will you be watching it uh, around the Valentine's Day? I mean, it seems – I mean, it seems predictable, um, you know, cosmic romantic comedy um, that, you know, like just like heaven and all those like uh, ghost of girlfriends past and all those type of movies. I mean, I have no problem with those types of movies. I mean, I'll probably watch it. It's on Netflix. I pay $12 a month for it. Why the hell not? Why not make this movie? I enjoy Adam DeVene's, uh, you know, <laughs> je de quoi, his, 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 you know, swagger. I enjoy his comedy. I think he's funny. If I have two and a half hours to spare, I'll, I'll definitely, I don't even, it's probably like an hour and 40 minutes. I'll watch it. That, that is the advantage of it being on Netflix. You don't have to leave the house. You don't have to get popcorn. You just, you just. I don't even have to put on pants. Woo. <laughs> I can remain pantsless. Who, wait, pants who, wait, who, movies? yeah, who has pants on? Who does that? You're going to the movies, Ron Bro. I'm Porky. Oh, really? I'm Porky Pigging it all the time. <laughs> I'm Daffy Ducking it. You know, gotta gotta be careful. When I get out of the shower, you best believe I am wearing a towel. Though, just want the record to reflect that is that's the appropriate way to do it. Guys, you may remember that a few a few weeks ago, I was talking about the show Mosaic on a uh, HBO. It was a uh, Steven Sodenberg. Uh, he is now making a a new movie. Uh, it's called Unsane. Uh, it, it's incredibly gripping. It's about a woman who believes that she's being uh, stalked and she decides that she needs uh, to talk to somebody about maybe that she's imagining this and somehow winds up checking herself into a mental facility for, I think, like a 72-hour hold. Uh, and she sees like her, her stalker. Where the guy who stalks her works. Right. And you question it, you know, what is true, who's not. Uh, the trailer looks looks great, so I'm very curious to hear about what you guys thought about the the premise of it and just kind of the overall story that's being told so far. It's weird. It's just weird. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna watch it. Didn't Steve Soderbergh direct the Ocean's movies? He did one of them. Yes. There is no heist. I don't see any <laughs> Las Vegas casinos. And where is George Clooney? Uh, I don't know. You, you never know. He could he could try to make a cameo. But I mean, there's all these. There's all sorts of movies with. Oh, you don't know what to believe. Is they is this person crazy? Are they not? Are the are the lonely hospital workers actually trying to help her? Or are they going to kill her? I mean, it's like every scene in the old folks' home in Happy Gilmore. <laughs> Without the Ben Stiller, you're right. Now, Josh, the interesting part, and I think you were going to bring this up, and I apologize for cutting you off, was this movie was shot entirely on an iPhone. Uh, there were no yes. professional cameras used. It was shot solely on an iPhone. Um, yeah, and it, so it kind of looks like a movie that was shot on an iPhone. <laughs> There's a couple, um, here's the thing. I, I showed it to a couple people at work. I showed it to my wife, and they said, "Oh, I mean, it looks interesting. Same thing. Like, I'm not blown away, but it, it does look interesting. I may, I may see the movie." And then I said, I, I, "Will this make you watch the trailer again? The movie was shot entirely on an iPhone." And everyone that I told to went, "Wait, really?" And then they watched it again, and there were moments where they went, "Oh, well, like clearly." And then the other moments were, "How did they do that with an iPhone?" And and the answer to that is. 
they still have lenses and shit. So I mean, like, this isn't like you're just staying with just the. And the stock it wasn't. Phone, and, it, but- and it and it and it. See, they didn't say we shot this whole movie on an iPhone. They had right, a never thousand been- iPhones. <laughs> right. Yes. Getting every angle no, just of one it. iPhone. They got a whole one bunch iPhone, of one twenty. Steve's chasing everybody around. With right. It. They, you know what the problem is? Where's George Clooney? George Clooney was holding an iPhone. That's why you didn't That's see him. That's why you don't see him. He's having his Nest Cafe and he's holding his iPhone. Right, absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, but and the, the thing I did like in that in the the, the trailer. How long do you think the, the end, battery on that iPhone lasted? Like two scenes? Dude, they wear they wear backpacks. They wear backpacks with chargers in them. And since they have a thousand phones going, you never have to worry about it because everybody's just in a cycle. I really want to know how many phones, CJ. I, I don't know. I wish I wish I let's let's get Steven Soderbergh on the on the podcast. Let's ask him. All of all of the all of the press material says an iPhone, which means singular. <laughs> <laughs> <That's insane. laughs> they did not say on iPhones. Uh, I do like the fact that even though this phone was shot on iPhone, I'll just leave it that way. They don't put that in any of the marketing material. Which I, I mean, I I like the fact they're not leaning on the gimmick. They're leaning because on the they movie. they don't want all the Droid users to be like, "Fuck this movie! I'm not seeing it." I can feel the the fanboys of Android coming at me already. So they Josh, would. Josh they totally gave this movie would. a pass. Uh, and and Brian, where are you sitting in regards to this? Not going to the theater to see it, but I'll, I'll eventually watch it. I think the concept is is interesting enough for me to watch. And Claire Foy's in it. She's from The Crown. I, I loved her in The Crown. And and don't watch The Crown. Don't know who Claire Foy uh, is. It's okay. You're all right. Uh, I I think yeah, it's interesting well, because I am not interested in The Crown. This is seriously a a, a movie pass movie uh, movie. If I didn't have the movie pass, I would not see this. But March twenty third, it's coming to theaters. I'll, I'll I'll give it a shot. So worst that happens, I I got some some popcorn in a big bucket. And I snuck some Chinese food into the theater, and you wasted an hour and a half of your time. Eh, at least I don't have the kids. Those, those, that is 90 precious minutes away from your children. Okay, so we went from a movie that we're not really interested in, and I need to know an opinion on, on this one. It came out this week that Tom Hanks is going to be starring in a movie as Mr. Rogers called You Are My Friend. Uh, and I kind of love I'm not this. crying. You're crying. My, my favorite thing was I saw The Onion that says Tom Hanks will not stop until he portrays every American in the movies. <laughs> uh, which sounds about right. I ha- thinking about. I can't think of a movie in recently that Tom Hanks hasn't been a, a person portraying a real person. I mean, it makes sense. The nicest guy in Hollywood is going to portray <laughs> the other nicest guy in Hollywood. So, yeah. Will this also have Keanu Reeves in it? Because he's also a really nice guy too. Uh, I'm not. I mean, like, maybe I'm not maybe really, he plays the king. Is, I'm not really interested. Really? Why not? Are you not a Mr. Rogers guy? Was that just not your? Was that not your scene? Wasn't my shtick? Are you just not? Are you just not a Tom Hanks guy? Yeah, it's not your shtick. I'm, I'm not a. I'm not a Tom Hanks guy at all. I, Mr. Rogers. I mean, really? by all accounts, is a great guy. I just. I don't like. I don't recall ever watching. Oh, that makes me sad. I loved Mr. Rogers. The man taught me what true friendship is. Yeah. Then when was that? I mean, when when would you watch that? After school, come home, or when I was a kid. My brothers are at school. I wasn't. Mr. Rogers. Like, well, I, I guess I don't know what time of day. What are we talking about right now? It was on at like 3 o'clock-ish? Yeah, they, they like would PBS? do it early in the morning, PBS, and then gotcha. around 3 o'clock when you got home on PBS. It was a PBS show. I, mean, I so feel like, like I was watching either Gilligan's Island or Hogan's Heroes. I mean, I'm just saying the man who taught the whole world how to be friends with you know each other. <laughs> and, you know... I took those lessons and I became friends with you, fuck. So he's very disappointed in me. <laughs> he's to blame. <laughs> well, there, there's no. Uh, there's Damn no, you, Tom Hanks. Damn you, Mr. Rogers. Not Tom Hanks. What does Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks had nothing to do with it. I just, I don't, I don't feel like taking Mr. Rogers' name in vain, but I don't mind cursing no, Tom okay. Hanks. Name. Can <laughs> Tom Hanks also portray Bob Ross? Can he just hit oh, all of the childhood? Accepted. There you go, childhood Tom Hanks. PBS shows. There you go. Whoever's- Tom Hanks stars as Barney, and not during his tantric sex phase that he's going through now. No, listen. If you do, if you have Barney, you've got to get Ed Norton to be the guy underneath it, just like Death the Smoochie. You just got to do it again. No, you don't. Uh, there's no word yet as to when this movie will be coming out. It's in development, but hey, I'm I'm on board with it. I, I cannot wait for <laughs> for Mister Rogers to to be alive again through Tom Hanks, just like you said. Nice guy in Hollywood played nice guy on TV. Stamped approved by Brian. All right, Josh, this one, though, should make you happy. I think I, I think I found the topic in movies that will make you go, wee! Ryan Reynolds is working on a Clue remake with the writers of Deadpool. So I like Ryan Reynolds. I'm, 
like man crush Ryan Reynolds. I'm there. Uh, but I got to tell you, um, I think I'm done watching Tim Curry remakes forever. Like, I think I'm just I'm out on Tim Curry remake. What other Tim like, Curry I don't think makes have you watched? Did they remake Muppet Treasure Island and not tell me it? It was enough. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, the but Clue was a really solid movie. The thing is, I think a movie like that, at least for me, especially with Tim Curry, you can't redo him. Right. Uh, and I and I have totally other reasons. The the reason I have to, I think, maybe swear off this is that it frightened the hell out of me. So I couldn't even get through the whole movie. So I'm just, I'm just I think if I just steer clear of Tim Curry remakes, I'll have a better life. See, for me, Clue was the movie that I, I didn't appreciate until I got a little older. I actually thought it was don't 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 at me. I thought it was really bad at first. And now I've watched it again. And I, I appreciate it for, for what it is. And I also judge people on where they know Tim Curry from. So uh, hearing Clue, I, I kind of know you're a good person. And I can I can trust you at that point. Because uh, you don't like accept- Rocky Horror Picture Show people? No, 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 no. That's fine. I will accept Muppet Treasure Island uh, as well. But, but people, yeah, some- you're skirting the Rocky Horror Picture Show question. What you don't like Rocky Horror people? I do like Rocky Horror people, but I don't. I, they, there's some other tests I have to do for Rocky Horror people because sometimes they're just too much. Okay, interesting. That's fair enough. Is that's fine. I was never a huge Clue fan, honestly. Is Ryan Reynolds? Is Ryan Reynolds playing the Tim Curry character? Um, I don't think that. Hold on, I don't think they've officially because I don't think they've officially announced any sort of casting. But I, you gotta imagine if he'll he be it, in it. No, in it, sure. But is he gonna play the like the the? the I think Tim, if they listen, I think if you have Ryan Reynolds as his project, yes, you're gonna be Tim Curry's character. Then yeah, then I'll probably see it next week. Cast this clue. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, there you go. Why did I not think of this? I don't three know, hours ago. There we go. Okay, tune in next week. You know what would be cool if I were the makers of this movie, I would I would do multiple endings and then I would have the different endings showing in different theaters. Wow, that's a novel idea. I know. For those of you playing the home game, that's But you're that's not what they did. but you're not suggesting that people get to choose those endings like on their phones or anything crazy like that. <laughs> well, no, that would give away the ending. It's just a crapshoot. You just you just get You to, get what you get. You get what you get. Yo, you go to and the then he dies. Yeah. It was Colonel Mustard. Son of a bitch. In theater one, Colonel Mustard does it. But in theater three, I hear Mr. White was the killer. Oh, you mean in in the same theater? Yeah. Every yeah, theater gets. Or different showing. Hey, you went different to the Different showings. Mm, Brian, you've got a beautiful mind. <laughs> Brian, I need you to go ahead and make that movie happen and get the goddamn Jungle Gyms out of my movie. I theater. will replace all Jungle Gyms with life-size versions of Clue. I'll take it. I'll accept that. Like like the little pieces? Yeah. Yeah, I, I approve of that. Now, since we're still talking about trailers, I, I, there is one that we do have to talk about because it's about the world of comics. So we're going to talk about how it's affecting TV, how it's affecting movies, but most of all, how it's affecting Brian. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Cape Talk. Cape Talk! Brian is conflicted about today's Cape Talk topics. <sighs> Uh, so we're going to start off with a, with, uh, with a trailer first, and that is uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, we, we, we didn't get to talk about it last week. It's, it's out now. Brian, tell me why the conflictedness. Oh, I'm not conflicted over this. I, oh, okay. I, so when I, no, say I'm awesome. conflicted by Cape, I, when I say when I'm conflicted by Cape Talk's topics, I'm saying I like one, this one. Okay. I do not like the other one. That's fine. This trailer looks amazing. I watched it three times in the drive-thru at Starbucks. I can't freaking wait. You should not be in the drive-thru at Starbucks for six minutes. Yeah, my Starbucks sucks. That's why I went and bought a Keurig now. Josh, I know you had one issue with this trailer, and that was when Michael Douglas shrinks the building down and turns it into a suitcase. And I know you called instant shenanigans. What if the cleaning lady was in there? In a world in a world where things shrink and grow, how is that a problem? She would have shrunk as well. That's not my problem. My problem is there is no way this thing converts into a carry-on bag. What if it, what if it was a carry-on bag first? Right. What if he built it small first and then embiggened it? And That's right. There then he there's no way he would have been able to appropriately reinforce all the load-bearing walls to keep that building upright. He couldn't pour a foundation deep enough. The, you see how I have problems here, right? 
What happened to the building's I, foundation? I think it's completely fine. Yeah, that's right. It he just wheeled things. away. How is it connected to the water pipe? How is it connected to electricity? What happened to the plumbing, the electricity? What on what on earth just did, did I just witness in this trailer? Like I I actually really liked the movie and then that happened at the very end of the trailer. <laughs> And I vomited all over my coffee. I like team. how you're like superhero serum that turns you into a pretty much invincible dude. Yeah, absolutely. I believe it. Guy with a completely metal arm. Yeah, sounds good. Person with literal fucking magic. Yeah, I'm okay with. Building that turns into a suitcase. Oh no! There now. Now you're just now you're just stretching the limits too far. It's kind of like you've never been in a building or or have seen one built or know anything about construction or have ever watched a video. Josh is drawing the line here. No one should cross it. No father. The line is carry-on luggage. Please make sure all your movies display carry-on luggage in an appropriate fashion. Otherwise, Josh will give you a poor rating on Rotten Tomatoes. So speaking speaking of uh, Rotten Tomatoes there, uh, Brian, you bring this into our next topic. And there's there's a little bit of a controversy going on right now with Black Panther uh, and their, their Rotten Tomato scores. And Rotten Tomatoes is fighting back. Uh, Josh, tell me a little bit about what's going on. And, and Well, and- look, this is a topic that got texted to me uh, five minutes ago by my wife. I read it. Who said, that's wonderful. You should talk about this. I don't read news. And this was on a news outlet, and I don't so know. so there is a group of people who I don't e- I don't want to assign labels or give them names, but there are a group of people who are purposely planning on giving Black Panther's audience scores terrible ratings to bring its user rating down in Rotten Tomatoes. For some because reason, they're they believe DC fanboys or what? Yeah, but I mean, for what I gather from the article, it is it's it's not just DC over Marvel, but it's also Disney servicing fanboys, which all seems very derogatory to me. Um, and there, they think for some reason, if we bring down the audience rating in Black Panther, that will affect its box office somehow. Let's just not forget the fact that's already broken pre-sale records and is going to make a crap ton of money the opening weekend anyway. And when you look at The Last Jedi, that had a bad audience rating but still had phenomenal box office performance. Right. They, well, this group is also claiming that that was their doing, too, is bringing down the audience rating for Last Jedi. Um, from what I can understand, Rotten Tomatoes has come out and say, we're not going to... I don't understand why this is... I don't understand why this is a thing. Why is this a thing? Yeah, because Rotten Tomatoes holds a lot of power, right? And a lot of people honestly believe, a lot of people within the film industry, a lot of people who are movie critics believe that Rotten Tomatoes is shifting the way that people go see movies. And and let's be honest, movies are more expensive. It's a bigger deal, right? There's premium tickets, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, things like MoviePass are trying to disrupt it. But if they can make a score bad, they think they can maybe change the studio. Now, why attacking one movie then means that the whole studio is going to change its strategy? I mean, I don't. I don't see it. I don't it's not even it. that. Think, I mean, it's not even that. Let's 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 look at the Last Jedi, which you so appropriately pointed out. Audience rating is not very good on Last Jedi. That, to the point where there was even a petition to remove it from canon, and a lot of people all over social media complaining about it. Disney made I don't know a, a bajillion load of money, a buttload of money off of it, and they've already like come out and say we we have your money. We're good. Like. We're going to continue doing what we're going to do. And you like it or you don't. It's the same thing here. Like Marvel and and Disney have something on their hands that's going to break all sorts of records. It's going to do extremely well. They know it's going to do extremely well. Nothing is going to stop what they have planned. I don't care how influential you think Rotten Tomatoes is. When it comes to tentpole titles like this, it's it's a drop in the bucket. And if you want to sit there and blame the uh, Rotten Tomatoes for the not-so-success of DC's properties, that's not the case. The problem, is, the problem is the critic scores, not the audience scores, first off. People look at the critic scores because they see this shit opening weekend. That's why it's tentpole title. And the critics aren't going to change their minds. They like it, they like it. The thing is this, and I mean, if they're trying to say that, uh, you know, the correlation of, you know, not critically well received by fans not critically received well for dc what what happens if we did it to marvel maybe everyone would be like well no marvel's crap i I just don't see it happening and 
we can also take a look at this. People right now, without even seeing Rotten Tomato scores, before even critics' reviews came up, this movie was already just above and beyond when it came to pre-sale tickets. I don't know it's- anybody who doesn't want to see this movie. Not a bad word from anyone I know about the movie. Not one. Yeah, every everybody. Everybody's excited for this movie. Everybody. People who people who haven't even seen all the Marvel movies are like, like people I don't even talk to at work come up to me like, hey yo, man, it's like 14 days. Like, 14 days till what, sir? Till Black Panther. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it is. You just made my day better. Thank you. So uh, on that happy note, that knowing that your day is better, knowing that Black Panther is going to be amazing regardless of Rotten Tomatoes, we have to talk about something that's very upsetting. No, we don't. We do. No, we don't. Nickelodeon has revealed their new look for the rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I say, what the fuck is this? Get out of here. Uh, I I know Brian is very angry about this, so I want to start with Josh first. Just want to get your impressions as to what you saw and, and how you feel about the direction here. No, Brian's chomping at the bit. Let's let's let Brian. I'm not chomping at the bit. Oh, oh, I beg to differ. So I would love to hear you uh, take charge of this and tell me what you think about this. Uh, I think they're called Ninja Turtles, but I can't tell. I I need you to drop the um, scene from The Office where Michael Scott's just screaming, no, no, no. Because that's how I feel about this and all of this. And it has nothing to do with my love for the 80s cartoon. I have given every iteration of the Turtles a chance. I have not been happy with some of the iterations of the Turtles, but I always give them a chance. Hard pass on this bullshit. Let me ask you a question. Do you, between these two, which one has the the better art direction? Which one at least it's like at least trying? Michael Bay's TMNT or this piece of crap TMNT? I actually semi-enjoyed Michael Bay's TMNT. The design of the characters, I mean. Oh, the design of the characters? Yes, just the design of characters. I mean, I was okay with it. Yeah, I was okay with that. With Michael Bay? Like, like I'm completely okay with you reimagining and redesigning. Like, my problem is not so much with the design of the characters, although I do have a slight problem with it. I have a problem with the fact that Raph doesn't have any size. Michelangelo doesn't have any nunchucks. I don't know what's going on with Donatello's bow. Leonardo's sword is glowing for some reason. It, it, it makes no sense to me. Like, I just... I'm just so I can't I literally can't. So Josh, how about you when you saw these uh designs of the TMNT? It looks cool, man. I'm gonna check it out. See what it God looks Josh, like. why do you why do you do this to me? Here's a look, you have you have valid beefs, right? And and my big problem from the beginning is four brothers, right? Right. They're four different turtles. Like Donatello is a soft he's a soft shell like a soft shell turtle. Like it. It's not the same, right? Leonardo's a different kind of turtle. Raphael is a giant snapping turtle. Like, and, and Michelangelo is a box turtle. These four are not related. They just happen to be in the same tank. How are they brothers. all? The, so it puts the backstory in question. And I love that backstory. So that is my only real beef. The, the changing of weapons and the shift in leadership, personality... I'm okay with it. Um, I really like the fact that they are very, very 2D, very cartoony. Um, that looks cool. And, you know, I mean, beyond that, they've got a couple, you know, really, really good actors doing voices. So, like, I'm I'm good with, with most of everything here. I'm worried about the backstory. Really worried. Josh... I am less angry about the turtles right now and more curious about where you got so much knowledge about turtles. <laughs> I like turtles. I, I do like turtles. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know that, that my is a How do you know what kind of turtle? turtles they are? I had no idea. Know? The snapper turtle makes sense. I, this, this seems pretty obvious. I mean, I read several articles about this <laughs> and I made notes so that no, I could I only discuss saw the pictures with you two. <laughs> I saw the pictures and got angry and closed all articles. I read some articles about what kind of turtles they are. No, I I read several articles about this show. No, here it is. And Donatello in the show notes. In the show notes right now, here it is. The show completely reimagines the characters with Donatello sporting a soft shell. There you uh, go. And here I have a problem with that too because it's implying that because he's a nerd and a geek and a tech guru that he's soft. Like, 
Um, I think that's, that's about not Donatello. No, I think that's about him being more. I think that's about him being more flexible and able to store more things. Yeah, I think I think you're you're reading into that just a little. No, bit I'm reading into it exactly how that, I should be. That reading giant to it. Brian, and, that giant hard shell made it impossible for him to carry like backpacks, or everything was always unwieldy on him. You know what I mean? Like this is this makes more sense for a tech guy. They need to be pretty nimble. I think this is look. I think these character assignments are good. I think the changes they made to the type of turtles they are is really going to play out in their character. I like. I'm I'm excited about this. They can, can you not tell me the what is the thing. personality? What is the personality trait of a box turtle? As it, I really don't know, but I'm sure they're going to tell us. Is I guess my point. I mean, Raphael's a snapper turtle. That makes sense. He's got a hot temper. He'll snap at you. No, not That's according to this new freaking version of him. He's not. What is he? He's a leader. He doesn't have a hot temper. A snapping turtle is just is just a big giant turtle, and he is clearly, if you look at the visual, he's way larger than the other ones. I don't like any of this. (laughs) I I hate to say the biggest takeaway: Josh's knowledge of turtles. Yeah, yeah, this is ridiculous. I would love to hear more turtle facts from Josh. I think that's a whole whole, episode, a whole episode episode of of turtle facts. Turtle facts. It's like TurboTax, but. Turtle facts, Brian. Brian, can you give us can you give us a turtle facts jingle and we'll we'll see what we can do about it. Uh, listen, as of right now, but turtle facts aside, uh, we have no release date or anything set up yet for this show. Art direction. I'm very curious to hear what you, uh, you the fans have to say about the the art direction. Just kind of where they're taking the turtles, and apparently now what kind of half shell they are. It's very important. Uh, so I definitely want to hear if you have a turtle fact. Uh, def- definitely send it into us. You can find us on Twitter at that kind of nerd. Use just hashtag turtles. I'm just curious. It's just to see common what sense. It's not turtle facts. I'm just making sense. I know I'm very conflicting right now because I am conflicted. Viewer, listener, whoever you are. All right. The turtles is okay. so much a part of my makeup as a human being and as a you know a 31 year old man. I have issues when you try to and, fuck with it. And yet you don't know what kind of turtle Michelangelo was. What kind I don't of need did to know. On you? All I need to know is that he's a party dude. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, obviously, I, I need to hear from you, the fans, what you think about uh, the, the turtles. Also, please send us your turtle facts. Uh, yeah, reach us at uh, Twitter at that kind of nerd. Use hashtag turtles. I just want to discover some new things. I mean, Josh really opened my eyes here. I really want to. The more Lord. you know. More. All right. Well, as you guys know, I love to go around the internet. I like to find the weird. I like to find the obscure. Then, of course, I ask. For a tech perspective. <laughs> it's a turtle themed. Uh, Nintendo has actually confirmed that Mario Kart is coming to iOS. Uh, I, I'm i not sure about this. It's called Mario Kart Tour. It's in development, uh, slated with a March 2019 release. A temple run. Is that what you're thinking? Another, it's going to be yeah, another you temple just turn run your, situation. Yeah. It's going to have to be. Where it just it just goes and you just turn it it's the to screen, get around it, the track. Look, it, the screen just isn't tactile enough to execute, like to win a race, like really win. Yeah, and any racing game I've ever played where you have to tilt the device, it's it's no under good. dog crap. It just it never works. Really, right. yeah, really it, it's it's no fun. But I mean, Super Mario Run had a lot of success, but had a huge sharp decline afterwards. Right? It, it was very popular, and then no one played it anymore, which is very popular with mobile games to begin with. But I mean, that's not something Nintendo's really used to. Uh, do you see Mario Kart Tour breaking that, or is this just going to be more of the same? It's going to be more of every single app-based game that is based off of a major property or known product has this huge like. Oh my God, it's out. It's amazing. I'm going to spend money. It's going to be great. And then like eight months later, it's like, what, what, what game was that? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to go back to playing my Nintendo Switch. You know what's portable and can play Mario Kart to its full extent? Including my on, Nintendo including Switch. Including on millennial rooftops. My Nintendo Switch, which is Nintendo Spaghetti. I love it. <laughs> And this comes back to a promise that Nintendo made in, in February of, of last year was that they are going to do two to three games a year on a mobile platform. Uh, and if they do Mario Kart Tour, they're kind of living up to this promise. So my, my question then is, what's next? What do you do after Mario Kart uh, on the iOS platform? Um... Zelda sword fight. What, like an Infinity Blade thing, but it's Zelda? You're just, no, you're just still running forward and, you know, fighting off something. I don't know. But it's not... 
I just like Temple Run one, actually up down swipe left. You're going through the dungeon and collect some. That's it. At the that's end. all it is. And I, but I, I just want the original Legend of Zelda to make sense on a phone. I, that's what I want. <laughs> yeah, they haven't done a Zelda game, have they? They've done two Mario they games. Not. They've done Fire Emblem. They've done Animal Crossing. So yeah, Zelda and, would be next. And I mean, see, this is the thing where I, or Donkey Kong. I have, I have Donkey, Donkey Kong's Kong banana be chase. Great, I would love to see Donkey Kong. It, but it's just another Temple Run thing. It's going to have to be. But you, know, you can still do a two D side scroller pretty easily, where they're moving and you just jump, kind of like Mario Run, not Temple Run, yes. but yeah. You mean like Pitfall, but with Donkey Kong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, Pitfall with Donkey Kong is what he's talking about. I, I, I spend five dollars on that. No, you wouldn't. Yes, I would. You don't even spend five dollars on your children. It's not true at all. <laughs> so the next topic here is is about Movie Pass, and and I honestly can't remember if I talked about this or not. So I apologize if I'm repeating myself. Movie Pass announced that they are going to stop participating, and I believe six of AMC's biggest, most popular, high foot trafficked theaters. Uh, it's in L.A., it's in Chicago, it's in New York, it's in basically the major cities. Oh, thank God your AMC is safe. My though, AMC is safe, so thank you. Especially since I signed up annually and there's no proration. Oh, um, man. That was a close call, and, bro. And a lot of people... <laughs> I missed some solid jungle gym time. A lot of people got upset at AMC, to which AMC said, this isn't us. We didn't push them out. We didn't squeeze This is movie yeah, they, pass. Yeah, they still get the money. They don't care. Well, that's the thing, right? AMC still gets the, the money every time you buy a ticket. But movie pass is the one that, that throws themselves out. Uh, some more came out about this story, and here's how movie pass is trying to make money. Because if you think about it, paying $10 a month to see all the you know a movie a day – I don't know how you stay in business with that. Even if you sell every bit of my data, I don't know how that makes you money. What they're trying to do, and they're... No one knows how Netflix makes money, but it still does. It's true. But what they do is they go into smaller theaters now, right? So smaller chains who are uh, enjoying the boost that MoviePass has given them, and they're coming around and saying, hey, listen, uh, we've obviously driven up the demand for people to come see your movies, and we like 20% of your concessions. And if you know anything, well, that's great because that's where all the movie theater makes their for, all of their money off. All of the movie theater makes their money, and if you're a smaller theater, that twenty percent margin that's that that's staying in business. That's 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 just breaking even on on some things. That's a that's a heck of a way to to squeeze the theaters. So they're trying to do the. Honest, think of a small theater, Brian, like a really small theater. I gotta wonder, like if you you send a rep in to talk to me as. If it's a small theater, right, I'm either a manager or a part owner, you would think, and you are going to tell me that you've driven up my demand, so you need 20% of my concessions, I'm going to tell you to go fuck yourself. Right, exactly. They want protection money. That's what it is. That's pretty much exactly what it is. It sounds like extortion. Absolutely. Absolutely, it does. Now this is uh they, this has not been confirmed. There's people who have kind of been like hush hush in background saying, yeah, this is what they're doing. Listen, if you don't give us at least a gallon of fake butter, we're going we're we're gonna we're gonna burn down the, this theater you, here. You come into my house, you come into my house and ask and, and tell me that I owe you money. You're gonna get your ass kicked. The other thing that Movie Pass is doing to try to make money is they actually went to Sundance and purchased the uh, distribution rights to two movies. Uh, and they're going to help with getting that distributed, and they're going to help with getting that out in the world, so they're going to make some money off of uh, the, the movies. I think one of them is called uh, American Animals, and uh, the other one is called The Orchard. So two movies that no one will see. Awesome. <laughs> right. But I mean, but here's the deal. No one's going to see them, but MoviePass has a direct line to their consumers to suggest movies and all that, right? So they can just say, hey, go see this movie, and they can kind of push it through the app, and maybe they'll get a few more people to go right, see right. it. Except here's the thing. Every time MoviePass suggests, hey, go see this obscure movie, they're giving away more money. Right. It doesn't matter. But they're, they're paying themselves, right? You know, It does Not really, right? Because the more movies they suggest and you take advantage of, the less money they have. Right, but think about this. Where do these small indie movies that aren't real mainstream, where do they go? In small theaters. Small theaters where they're asking for 20% of the concessions. And, and, and the but they're thing not going to get 20% of the concessions. The theater, the thing is the theater pays one time for the movie. Right. So they get the money. Every time you buy a movie ticket, all of that money goes towards the theater, but really it's just to pay off the debt that they just incurred right. to purchase the movie. Right. So... 
MoviePass still gets the money because small theater bought the rights to show that my movie in their theater. And if they get 20% of the concessions, they're they're double dipping. And you never double dip. Not allowed. <laughs> George, George Costanza taught me that. It's very true. Uh, so this is, I mean, this is, listen, this is called a lot of people to, to kind of question MoviePass. And because, and, again, when they came out, I was like, how are you going to stay in business? How are you making money? Uh, and there are some people, I am not one of those people because I am a cheap bastard, uh, who are like, hey, I don't know if we're going to sign up or stay with, with MoviePass. I, on the other hand, uh, Well, yeah, it makes no difference to you because you don't buy concessions. I buy concessions. We talked about this. I buy the popcorn. Asking, I don't believe you. Asking for a cup drink. for water isn't buying It's not buying. I, exactly. <laughs> this is not how that works. All I want is a cup of ice. I just want a cup of ice. So here's the other part. <laughs> In 45 minutes, it'll be water, and then I've won. Don't pay, <laughs> don't pay attention as I walk towards the soda fountain, if you don't, if you don't mind. Oh, man. <laughs> they don't know I put Sprite in the water cup. <laughs> CJ, I put Sprite in the water that's, cup. I know. I, that's, 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 you gotta movie think right hack. That's, that's game of the system. That's movie and then I, 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 wa- I, I walk past the counter screaming, why is your water so foamy? <laughs> it's the Dasani it's water. So sorry. My stomach is a little nauseous. I brought some Alka-Seltzer with me. Why don't you back off, Mr. Movie Manager? No, you cannot taste my water. Uh, listen, it comes down to this. Unfortunately, even with all of this, it's not going to hurt MoviePass. Like, MoviePass is not going to be hurting for subscribers. They're only getting more people. Yeah, I mean, MoviePass is just going to hurt themselves until they slowly die. And I'm okay with that. Just give them the 20%. Alone. Give them the Listening 20% to REM, of consen- everybody hurts on repeat while crying in the corner. AMC, just give them the 20% of concession so they can let the little guy be and I can enjoy all my unlimited movies. That's all I care about. So the uh, final part here of Tech Perspective is coming uh, uh it's coming to this. Uh, Facebook has an application called Messenger Kids that has kind of come a little bit of under fire where health experts and, and people are asking for Facebook to shut it down. Uh, especially since it's targeting children that are ages 6 to 12. And just for frame of reference, you're not allowed to have a Facebook account if you're under the age of 13. So this is even going – excuse me. This is even going lower than their, their normal demographic uh, for it. And, and wait, wait, I wait, wait, think- wait, wait, wait. Before you move on, if I were – just correct me if I'm wrong. Sure. In order to create a, a Facebook account, I need to put in my date of birth. Yes. And if I were to put in a date that may not be the exact date that I was born, maybe add 20 years to it, I could get a Facebook account. Well, 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 like when I go to those websites and they ask me if I'm 18 and I wasn't yeah, 18. Yeah, like, like, yeah, you, you, you can click yes. You know that. What? You don't have to tell the internet the truth. <gasps> years wasted. I know the NSA is watching you, but you don't have to click no when I, they're asking I, if you're 18. I didn't know that. I mean, uh, Josh, you have kids within that age bracket. I have kids that are, are getting close to that. I would never let them have an application like this at all. The idea of 6 to 12-year-olds using a messenger service is terrifying. So <laughs> yeah, everyone should call for this thing to get shut down. However, beyond... A messenger service, like, I, I, look, maybe, maybe, Laura and I are a little overprotective, but like, as far as screen time that they get and and what they're yeah. allowed to do, um, there's there's absolutely no peer to peer activity allowed, on, like outside of iMessage, and there's only like they have like three contacts, right? Their right. their grandparents and me and Laura, so. It's it's really a very straightforward like we we seriously limit that sort of access. They're just we don't want them plugged in. This seems like whoever thought of this idea, we should look into that person. <laughs> right. I mean, I remember when uh, a, a couple couple of weeks ago, maybe even a month, there was this whole controversy with these uh, YouTube videos that were targeted at kids that were extremely like disturbing. Like they were taking popular characters and making them fight. They were putting them in, in terrible situations. Uh, and, and I also monitor what I, cause they were on the YouTube kids app. Like there's a specific app for kids for YouTube. And it was showing up on this. And my four year old, I, I, I was watching what she was watching. Cause I, that's what I do when she has the iPad. And one of these things came up and I immediately was like, Oh my God. And got rid of it. And, and I can't imagine <laughs> ever letting 
any of my daughters have people they have a messaging application when they're six six to twelve uh, and it's i mean it, the longer part of this thing you said of, of screen time is it's who important. is so important that you need to talk to right then and there in that instant like when when we were kids well that's what everyone we, when said we about were kids too right it was it was all like wait yeah but hey, we hey, weren't hey. six cj that's, yeah i agree Right, we were 13, 14, or right. older. You didn't, you didn't start using, like, I, yeah, I didn't start using AIM until I was 16, 17. I, I yeah, agree. 16. The, the argument then was, who do you have to talk to that you can just talk to tomorrow? This is the only thing, I'm, I'm just making a making an observation. Continue gotcha. on. I'm gotcha. just saying, when we were kids, our communication was, Josh, tell CJ he's a duty head. Like, look, my parents never, like, my parents never knew where the hell I was. They had no idea where I was. Right, nobody was connected to anything. I know where my kids are at all times. Maybe that makes me, uh, you know, what weird. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it does. I don't think it does. But they have no need. Like they can talk if they want to Facetime pop up. They can Facetime pop up. Right. If they need to or want to get a hold of me while I'm traveling, they can Facetime me or text me from their iPads. They don't need Facebook. They certainly don't need a messenger service where. Anybody can request, you know, to access. That's crazy. Like, par- yeah. I get parents can limit the contact list and stuff, but I still don't trust because it's Facebook. Yeah. No. So uh, I'm I'm kind of on board with the the people here, the health experts and the other, you know, the advocates saying, "Hey, Facebook, uh, shut this shit down, uh, and let's not make any more apps like this, please." If if we could just cut that shit out, that that would be great. Let's go back to folding notes in class and, and handing them around. Oh, I like the I like the little fortune tellers. It's just like pick a number. Zoe made one and brought and and I'm like, oh, I love this. Let's do this. Those are so fun. Pick a color. All right, B L U E. It taught you numbers, <laughs> letters, colors, and it gave me my fortune. I, I it was amazing. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for that kind of nerd to give a topic, a product, a movie, whatever the third degree in a segment that we like to call. The nerd degree. Uh, so in honor of the, the big game, I'm very careful in the way that we just said that that just happened. And I'm so glad that the sports team that won, won! Because <laughs> we're recording at a different time. Wasn't it was it, definitely a nail biter. Wasn't it great when that person in that jersey did that play? I love the show that happened halfway through the game. I also like the Gatorade that they splashed at the end. That was very wasteful, but it was funny. That... Insert quarterback here. Um, just did not perform the way I thought he would. I liked how that one player looked at the camera and said, "I'm going to Disney World." Oh, I, that was a classic moment, oh, CJ. You is are there? Correct. Are we? Are we doing something in honor of this big game? And in honor of the big game, we asked uh, you, the fans, but also we started to ask ourselves, "What's your favorite football movie?" I don't know how this is a nerd degree. This is just favorite. Just let it happen. Because I'm a football nerd. Oh, oh, so you're going to judge us based on our favorite football movie? Maybe. See, for me, I, it comes down to this. This, this was very simple because I, I, I uh, do not. Mine's Mystery Alaska. <laughs> I do not. I love Mystery Alaska so much. <laughs> but it's about hockey. So since I'm not uh, you know, a, f- a football guy, I have to say, though, there is one. You're telling me you don't have a favorite football I movie. I do. I do. I do indeed I do. have you a ready? favorite football movie. My, I'm curious. I think we may have picked the same one. Just knowing how our brains work. Mine we'll is... We'll see. Remem- what is your favorite football movie? Mine is rem- CJ. Remember the Titans. Fuck you, because that is mine as well. <laughs> I will have to pick another no favorite collusion. football this movie. This is how this happened. I, I picked Remember the Titans. Let's, uh, let's hear... I mean, what did what did the folks on Facebook say? Yeah, so, uh, so we, we started to get some, uh, some replies here. Uh, so, uh, my friend Brendan Mangle, he also picked Remember the Titans. So that's another one in, in that block. Brian, Brian Roman would like to say that it's not his favorite movie. He just wanted to say that the Little Giants were outclassed and should have lost to the Little Cowboys. Put, and that's that probably true, but they ran the annexation to Puerto Rico and scored the <laughs> touchdown. Uh, Dan Newbert said Invincible, even though the star is a Patriots fan. Uh, and the story was completely fabricated. I mean, look, I understand why you'd want to say that if you're an Eagles fan right now. However, that really can't be your favorite football movie of all time. I just I don't believe you. The other no one, one we got you. was uh, The Replacements. 
uh, from that from is Dave. actually a fantastic movie, and and I love that movie. movie. David Andrew yeah. both said the replacements. Uh, a this this woman Laura, oh, she was she was harping on this one. She said Varsity Blues. That's another great football movie. Uh, and then the, at work, I asked the the same question, and I got any given Sunday as the the, the favorite really? football movie. You of got the any given Sunday? That's, I'm pretty sure that's Josh's favorite football movie. It is not. Really. It is Sword. it is it is what I would call the the best football movie, but it is not my favorite. What? And look, I go back and forth, but ultimately my favorite football movie is probably the first one I saw. It's called Wildcats. It stars Goldie Hawn, Wesley Snipes, Woody Harrelson. It, like a bunch of people really before anybody knew them and then obviously Goldie Hawn, but Goldie Hawn is a she she takes over coaching this high school football team. Um, it's a like a real underdog story. It's a total eighties movie, and I've just loved it my entire life. But I can be swayed to watch Necessary Roughness any day of the week. So just knowing that you are the the, the football expert amongst the three of us, which by the way is not a big hurdle to clear. That's that's very easy. <laughs> right, but right. I know lots about football. I love it when they make the touchdown to get a home run. There was there was this uh, Alex Trebek went savage on he on did. some folks <laughs> who didn't know and anything hit, about about was it, it hit was Twitter it the in, football the entire category oh, right from two hundred up to a thousand. Not a single person buzzed in to give an answer. And it was like the last, the entire rest of the board was clear except for the football category. <laughs> and then, you know, they were forced to turn to it and nobody, and the the, the $1,000 response was uh, about the, the Vikings uh, defensive line in the 70s. They were called this. And he goes, before any of you, just so you know, if any of you ring in, and get this one, I may die. <laughs> and I lost my shit. Like, I just... <laughs> like that SNL sketch. It's so great. It, 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 but, it, and, and it, but it was like, he did this shit on the show, and just every time they failed to get an answer that was super simple, he's just looking at them like they're, they're the dumbest three people on the face of the place. It's pretty great. Brian, you asked, why does this belong in the nerd degree? And Josh, I would like you to use our standard metric that we do every single week to rank these movies as they were, were given to you. Run them down. Like, I need you to give me the movies. So we're going to start with, with, the, first, with the, the first two, right, which were my pick, Brian's pick, and, and, and Brandon's pick here. Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans, uh, in terms of our standard uh, unit of measure, is the Patriots beating the Eagles by three points. Uh, the Little Giants. The Little Giants. In the Little Giants, the Patriots only win by an extra point. Uh, invincible. Invincible in 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 our standard unit of measure is the Patriots winning sixty three to two. <laughs> uh, the replacements. That's not to say it's good. It's so bad that Philly I, I gets absolutely demoralized. <laughs> yes. Right. The replacements. What's next? The re- the replacements is a an absolute classic big game. Where the Eagles lose by 14 points. Any given Sunday? Uh, any given Sunday is, in my book, the the best football movie made in the last, I don't know how long. Uh, and and in this case, um, the Eagles put on a stunning display of ineptitude and lose by 32 points. <laughs> and then uh, one that was uh, close to the Burns family, uh, Varsity Blues. Uh, Varsity Blues is one of my favorite uh, movies of the early 2000s. And in 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 this case, because Jonathan Moxon was only one man, um, Nick Foles gets injured in the first quarter and the Eagles lose by 21. I don't want your life. Well, uh, you know what I always think is weird is that we use every single week the Patriots versus Eagles scores to to rank our nerd degree. But, I mean, that's just the world that we live in. And I, I appreciate all of you on Facebook who decided to tell us what your favorite football movie is. And we hope that you agree with Josh's rankings. If you do, uh, go ahead and uh, like us on Facebook. And if you don't, uh, just go ahead and subscribe to us on iTunes and give us a five-star review. I think that's a fair judgment based on both of those. I'm just I'm – inviting, I'm inviting the hatred my way. And you may send all hate mail, of course, to Josh at that kind of nerd.com. or check the show notes. His Twitter handles in there. So, I mean, feel free to, <laughs> free to put them on blast. I'm going to hear it from Craig for sure. <laughs> 
All right. Well, I want to thank you so much, listener. Yes, you for making us your walk around your neighborhood or your drive to work. Before you leave, I have one thing for you to do. If you have a topic, if you have something that you want us to cover or you just want to say hi, text us. Call us at 484-373-4119. We'd love to hear from you, and we will play any voicemails that you put on the show. So if you got something to say to Josh, uh, now's the time to throw down a gauntlet. You'll have your voice right here on the show. So I am CJ Mellon, joined by Josh Burns and Brian Thornton. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you all next week. If you love comics and sci-fi and technology, television, video games, and fantasy, well, take a listen to our show. I'm sure you'll see there's many points where we can agree. Like that Martha as a plot point was just too absurd. And Apple versus Android is a case to be heard. And that Josh Trank's new Fantastic Four was a turd. Well, welcome to the club, because you were that kind of nerd. Did you know that not all uh, turtles can hide their heads inside their shells when attacked by predators? <laughs> Some turtles lay eggs in the sand and leave them to hatch on their own. I did know that. The young then, turtles make their way to the top of the sand and scramble to the water while trying to avoid predators. The only turtle I know anything about wears a track jacket and a backwards <laughs> flat brim. That's because he, at one point, was their spirit animal. That's <laughs> he, how it is. Yes, he was my spirit animal for a long time. When MoviePass closes down all these small theaters because they took 20% <sighs> of their livelihood, yep. I'm coming after you, CJ. Well, that and when uh, when I go to when movie pass shuts down, I'm like, I have to pay more. I have to when I, I have to pay money to, to spend, see a movie. When I need to spend sixteen dollars on a movie ticket because the three local theaters shut down because of movie pass freaking shakedown. That's the free, coming after you, CJ. The free, that's the free market, brah. Free market, just let it happen, brah. Brah. Yeah, step off, brah. Anyway. Wow. You can't you can't pull the bra off. No, I no. pull a bra off many a time. How do you think I have two kids? Ha. Uh, Ah, good job, CJ. I've got the lovely bunch of coconuts, diddly There they are, standing in a row, bum, 